Welcome back to Eddie's Launch Pads. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Let's go. Well, here we are again, folks. It's Dogsthorpe Infant Schools podcast for parents, teachers and schools. We're going off now to travel to Liverpool, where we're going to meet Jude Lennon. First of all, I have to say, I used to be a teacher and I used to teach nursery reception in year one mostly. And the whole time that I was teaching, I was writing for the children in my class, like many teachers, always busy doing lots of things. And then when I left teaching, I set up a storytelling business called Little Lamb Tales. So I've got some mascots who you won't be able to see, but they're very cute. Um, Lammy and Flossie. And then they feature in some of my books. So what I do most of the time is I spend my time going around schools and giving author talks and talking to children and teachers and grown-ups about what it's like to be an author and what my day as an author looks like. I also do storytelling sessions for schools and festivals and events. And when I talk storytelling, I don't read from a book. I tell the stories from my memory. I've got a wonderful memory for stories. I can't remember where my keys are half the time, but that's different parts of your brain. And as Mary Poppins says, you can only be practically perfect. And that's a good thing to remember in life. So yes, I do storytelling at schools, festival events, author talks. I also do creative writing workshops, drama workshops. I've done a little bit of insight training with uh, grown-ups and teachers and I've done a little bit of work with Liverpool Hope University training new would-be teachers and I'm also heavily involved with lots of other things all to do with books and reading including the Liverpool Year of Writing which will then become the Liverpool uh, Year of Spoken Word and also with Build a Book which is a wonderful initiative I've set up with a friend of mine and we get literacy boxes and resources out to children across the Liverpool area. Well, the very first book I did was called The Dragon of Allerton Oak, and that's set in my local park around the corner. And like many authors, I'm inspired by what I see around me. And I was inspired by a walk past the tree one day. It's a very, very old tree. It was actually voted the UK Tree of the Year in 2019. And it's very old, hundreds of years old. And legend has it, it's where they used to gather together to sort out problems in the community, sort of a bit like a, a sort of a help tree. Um, and then it was, it's very damaged now and it's held up. It looks all gnarled and really, really spooky and great and really inspirational. And so that was the first book really. And that's not written in rhyme, but most of my children's books are written in rhyme. I like to write in rhyme. I love uh, Julia Donaldson, I suppose she's a bit of a, an inspiration really. And so most of my books are written in rhyme. A lot of them feature Lammy and Flossie, my storytelling mascots. Um, but I also have written a few that have got really important messages. I wrote um, one called That's Our Home, which is all about keeping the beaches clean. And that's something I'm really passionate about, about us tidying up after ourselves and keeping the, the planet green and clean for everybody, because we all share it. So it's up to us to look after it for everybody and all the animals who live on it as well. So, yes, so that's... Um, some of the books. I've also collaborated with a young man called Will Hawkes. Um, Will is autistic and he really wanted us to write books um, that would appeal to people like him. He'd never seen books 
with children like him in it when he was learning to read. So he was really quite um, clear about what he wanted. He wanted the chapters to be short. He didn't want words to be too long or confusing. He wanted there to be the main character who was autistic. And so we worked on that together. So we've written two chapter books on that and he's done the illustrations. So that's been wonderful because now Will has gone on, he's been commissioned to do artwork for other people and he's at college and he's speaking in front of rooms of people now, which is something he just never did. It's been a real wonderful experience for him. I'm so proud of that. I really am really proud of it. Um, I'm also really proud of the, the slowdown for Bobby books which I've written as a local charity which was set up very sadly after a young boy was killed outside his primary school and his mum and dad asked me to write books to raise awareness for road safety. So I like to write in rhyme, I love if I can get a message, an important message in my writing I like to do that too but I also just like to let my imagination run free and I think that's really important. So I can offer schools lots of things, as I said, you know, author visits, talks, um, creative writing workshops, drama workshops, and I think they're all so important. Speaking and reading and writing are so linked and they're so important and they're so vital. I truly believe that books open the pages of the world for everybody. Littlelamppublishing.co.uk and everything is on there. All my courses, I do writing courses for adults as well, so literally everything is on there. Schoolwork, storytelling, courses everything books they're all on there so that's the go-to place really so I do have a YouTube channel as well um, that's Little Lamb Tales and there's also a new, new YouTube channel which I'm part of as well which is called Talk Kids but it's spelled T-A-U-K Kids and that stands for Team Author UK Kids so those are the three main places but definitely the website is by far the the best place to go to it's, it, it can from there you can go to anywhere. <laughs> you are listening to Launchpad the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast. It's great to have Al Kingsley back with us. Hello again. You are the Managing Director of Net Support. What does Net Support offer schools? So we're, we're an ed tech vendor. Ed stands for education. So an education technology vendor. Uh, and we create all sorts of different solutions to, to help support schools' infrastructure. And you have to remember in a school, the technology sits in the classroom, but actually it's, on, it's in staff's pockets, it's on their desks, it's in the back office, it's everywhere. So, so first and foremost, we do technology that makes sure all that kit can be operational and run safely. It's, we refer to it as IT management, but basically keeping all the software right, the hardware up to date, making sure it's all functional and usable. And then as an extra layer on top of that, we also include safeguarding software, software that makes sure, particularly for our older learners, that they're not perhaps accessing content that might place them at risk or harm online. So that's like a filtering and metering software. And then alongside that, of course, the classroom's at the heart. So one of the things we also have is instructional technology, which basically allows the teacher front of class, rather than physically being and seeing the children, which, by the way, is really quite important, but in addition to be able to see all the devices the students have in their hands, whether they're tablets or desktops or whatever it may be. And using that technology, the teacher can not only sort of see what they're doing, but can use the technology to engage in a lesson. So it might be, let me show my screen to all of your devices, or maybe let me select little Billy's screen and show it to the rest of the class so we can see how a great mm. exemplar of work that they've done. It can be to save those vital minutes. So um, I, I often align it to the, the mindset of herding cats, but if you ask 30 young learners, would you mind going to this website? It might take a bit before they're all there and on point. So being able to automatically launch the application or website on the student's device is a good way of making sure the lesson keeps up at flow. And then, of course, 
what good's a lesson if we don't know our children are learning? So those kind of assessment tools, whether it's quick surveys, polls, instant feedback on a child's well-being, happy face, sad face, how are you doing, to much more detailed quizzing and testing that the software can auto-mark. So that instructional technology really is at the heart of what we do within our, within our um, schools from all age groups around the world. So lots of our tools are all wrapped around the idea of how do we make sure. I, I refer to it a bit like Shrek, the layer of the onions. You've got the kind of outer tool, which is get all the kit working. The next one inside, keeping all the kids safe using that new technology. And then the next one's either instructional technology to get the most out of the kit or observational technology and tracking to make sure that you can keep a, a, a record of a child's learning journey. And that's kind of at the heart of the net sport solution. And um, we currently sell into 120 countries around the world and Fine. have just over 18 million users. So Fine. we've been going 30 years. So we're, we're wee whippersnappers compared to dogstop infants, but nonetheless, um, we're fairly well established in the, in the ed tech space. Always recommend go to netsportsoftware.com if you want to find out more. Probably more importantly for this kind of conversation, there's loads of free resources on there, whether it's education handbooks on online safety to guides on making sure you're aligned with keeping children safe in education and those guides on online safety are just as relevant for parents who want to understand a bit more about risks and current trends Mm. Um, and all our products work on the basis of you can try them free for a month see what you like Mm. see if it works for you sadly another launchpad episode has come to an end Captain Dave and Eddie will be back again soon for another learning journey on the Dogsthorpe Infant School Launchpad.